2: With all the reports you're hearing about racism, the maltreatment of blacks and, and Ghanaians, they'd rather stay in, say, Romania after they've managed to cross the border there than come back home to Ghana. We're having a conversation with some of them tonight, a very honest conversation about, about us, as a people. Of course, as we approach another Independence Day celebration.
3: Masa, yeah, two unlimited calls. Oh, hey, Vodafone Red so no, You know here. Yeah. Jack. Me too no expiry. you with Vodafone Red. Yeah, Star 200 Hash, huh? I bab the move. When you be what? Eh? Vodafone Red. Yeah. No lie, oh. Co craft to top man to you be casaco. Hey, browse it. Vodafone red. Star two zero zero hash. CC dear. Yeah, Kasako na yeah browse it. Star two zero zero hash gives you unlimited calls on Vodafone to Vodafone. More data. More talk time to friends on other networks. No expiry. And the best value at a affordable prices. Vodafone Ready There Union. Simply dial star two zero zero high to choose a package that best suits you from as low as one Ghana city. Vodafone. Because of rumors that insurance companies will only waste your time, I never bothered to make claims. Until one day, I rear-ended a car and the owner wanted it repaired immediately. I called Prime Insurance, my insurance, and they walked me through how to get a quick police report to authenticate the accident and voila, the victim got the due compensation for the damage I had caused to his car. No stress, Prime earned my trust that day, so I upgraded from third party to comprehensive. My advice,
2: get insurance today and get it from Prime Insurance. From January to March 2022, Prime Insurance is rewarding customers with prizes worth over 500,000 Ghana cities. For new sign-ups and renewals in the Prime Jubilee promo, call 020-859-8216 to find out the Prime office or agent closest to you. So good evening and welcome to Ghana Connect.
3: We are receiving those who are not all students who have crossed into the other countries or neighbouring countries want to come readily now. As I walk in here today, a parent called me aside and said to him that, Minister, my son has crossed into is it Hungary or Poland and he tells me Warsaw. He says he's in Warsaw. He wants to spend a couple of days there before coming. down." I say, hey.
2: So that is the Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister, Kukwam Prechum Sapon. And so this week... As Russia made its advancement and invaded uh Ukraine with the shelling and the bombing and the killing and the loss of lives, there's many, many Ghanaians were caught in the middle of that crossfire. Some of them, some Ghanaians, made the extraordinary, took the extraordinary decision not to return to Ghana when indeed the states, the Ghanaian state, had made provision for them for their safe passage and free tickets available. Many of them students to fly down to their own country and escape whatever perils are there in the countries they've managed to cross into. After days of trekking, after, as we've heard, racial abuse of our own compatriots, they managed to cross safely into neighbouring countries. And then some decide that they would rather face the racial abuse, face possibility of starvation and pain than flying to ghana that sends a message what is that message we are connecting to Ghanaians home and abroad some in ukraine and poland uh, and romania to have a very honest conversation as we approach another independence day on 6th of march here on ghana connect
0: tax day is coming oh no
2: we connect after the break.
4: Doing doesn't daydream. Doing likes to wake up early and stay up late. When they say it can't be done, doing finds a way. Every day,
1: doing just does what needs to be done. So, what are we doing today?
5: MTN.
3: Efokoku, what brings you to my house this early morning? I hope all is well. All is never well with me, Nick Bakbo. After paying three times for the land for my project, the construction
6: workers are now giving me wahala. From material overestimation to small, small stealing, I am
3: tired. I told you so, Efokoku.
5: <laughs> it's all because you are trying to become builders when you're corporate workers and business people. Edlon has products tailored to meet your needs. Villas 3 at Amrahia. Where there are finished homes, Conveniente. Also at Amrahia, where it's contemporary but super affordable apartments. Parts start from $35,000 and the avant located in Adrigano, which has sleek luxury apartments. For more information, please visit edlamhousing.com or simply call 270 Edlam Housing, where spacious homes cost less.
7: Allianz. Insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages
3: to suit all pockets, from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education,
7: and your future. Call us on 0302267892 or visit our website www.alliance-gh.com for more inquiries. Alliance Life. We secure, we secure your future. Your future.
3: Feature Film Twenty Eighth The Crossroads is showing again on Saturday, 5th March and Monday, 7th March at 4pm and 5pm at the Silverberg Cinemas, Accra Mall and West Hills Mall. Here is a comment from the premiere.
8: I like the fact that uh, the story was a real story and they captured the
0: whole rhythm
8: of the time. I like the music, the score of the music. I like the jokes. They were some really funny areas. They made they mixed it up a bit.
9: They didn't make it all history and all boring. It was very lively. It was animated. For an animation, it was very animated.
1: Get tickets for the family
3: to see 28 The Crossroads. This Saturday, 5th March and Monday, 7th March. Ticket costs only 50 Ghana cities. Available at the Silverbed Cinemas, Cramall and West Hills Mall. 28 The Crossroads.
2: And you're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. So the biggest story, the biggest global story uh, in the last uh, one week has been Russia's decision to invade Ukraine. We've seen the horrifying pictures of bloodshed, the bombing, the shelling. Um, and of course now they've seized a nuclear plant, the, the threat of a nuclear uh, you know, war. It's a pretty scary stuff if you listen to the international wires. And in the midst of all that are many, many Ghanaian citizens who are there either schooling or there, I mean, for whatever reason, maybe for work. And so there's a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure on the Ghanaian government to send in help. They were criticized for not doing enough earlier and sooner. Eventually, help arrived. The Ghanaian government made provision for free flights. Um, from neighbouring countries, for those who managed to trek for hours, for days. And as we've had reports on the BBC, CNN and others, that black Africans were being victimised and also racially abused. Many Ghanaians faced that, but that did not deter them. They walked for miles, trekked, bashed, and got to the borders and some of them safely made it across into into Poland, Romania, elsewhere for safety. They were now uh, giving uh, safe passage and some of them agreed to return, but some, to the extraordinary decision to stay back in whichever country they are, with no help whatsoever, with obviously having left in haste, facing the possibility of real starvation, having run out of cash. Um, They would rather stay in these countries where they, of course, had not prepared to to vacate and, and become refugees there than coming to Ghana. In fact, it was the Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister who himself expressed his utter shock when he was told that some Ghanaians who have found their way out of the uh, crossfire into safe haven say they really want to spend a few days here and, and weigh their options. Anything to delay coming back to Ghana?
3: We are receiving those are not all students who have crossed into... The other countries or neighboring countries want to come readily now. As I walk in here today, a parent called me aside and said to him that minister, my son has crossed into the Hungary or Poland, and he tells me Warsaw. He says he's in Warsaw. He wants to spend a couple of days there before coming down. I say, hey, you are in this kind of situation. You run, of this, run out of this traumatic situation. You are in a safe place. We are trying to get you home. You say we should leave you to spend some few days there. And as, uh, again, uh, Reverend Dr. Teter was saying, there are others who think that Hungary is a EU country, right? So once they've gotten into a EU country, maybe it will be possible for them. Because normally when you are traveling between EU countries... You get to the border, nobody bothers to ask you of your passport or anything of that. So, so you are likely to have some some of the students who think they want, you can take advantage of the situation. We've all been students before. We've all been kids before. And we know some of the things, some of the ideas that we have. And we have it on record. Not everybody wants to come. Well, at least we we'll send the minister and send the message through their parents. And then also through the nooks when we engage them. That... It is not advisable to... So that is the deputy minister there. You see his
2: surprise when he learned that some really want to stay back. Um, that is pretty extraordinary indeed. Just imagine schooling and then suddenly something you didn't plan. War just breaks out. And then you manage to just escape by the skin of your feet into a safe country. With nothing really. Because if you uh, you have to leave in a rush... You can really take everything you require, right? And then you get into a country. You are definitely desperately looking to get back into the arms of your loved ones and your parents and everybody else in Ghana. You be you. You feel lucky that the government of Ghana had made all the provision, free tickets back home. But then you take a decision that I don't want to do that. Why? I mean, let's have that conversation about about ourselves. What is it that um about about here? That will make a Ghanaian caught up in a situation like that decide that I will rather stay and struggle and, and suffer and go through all that rather than come back home. Um, even with all the help that government is providing them, that we're going to be connecting to a few of the students themselves um, to have a conversation uh, on, on, on what they are thinking um, in the midst of the chaos and crisis and war and conflict that is going on in Ukraine. Uh, connecting uh, with us uh, tonight uh, via Zoom is Marlin, is a Ghanaian who wants to leave Ghana. I mean, he, whilst everybody else is trying to, of course, come back from the chaos in Ukraine, um, expressing the desire to to simply abandon ship locally. Roland Tete. Is a Ghanaian student in the UK, a Gabriel Asante, Ghanaian student in Hungary. Oliver Wise is Ghanaian in Hungary as well. Jibril uh, Gaza is connecting, uh, is a medical student in Cuba. Uh, we have Peter Kofi Kilsing is a youth activist. And you've heard a story, right, on BBC and others, that in Nigeria, apparently, um, many Nigerians are queuing up at the Ukrainian embassy, uh, scrambling for, for, for visas to travel to Ukraine to go and fight for the ukrainian army for the ukrainian nation they are queuing up whilst the war is happening and the ukrainians themselves are fleeing the nigerians who are queuing up at the ukrainian embassy begging for um visas so they travel to go and fight in the war because i'm sure you've heard that president Zelensky has asked that if you are wherever you are you can come and join the war but you must stop and ask the question are these Nigerians really, really going to fight and, and possibly die for another country? Or they simply want to get into Ukraine and make their way across the border and possibly get into Europe? You must ask that question. And so we'll connect to Nigerian journalist Muhammad, who will join us in, uh, for a conversation uh, shortly. Well, let's start with the Deputy Minister, shall we? Because let's get an update uh, on the situation there uh, with the Ghanaian effort to get our compatriots back. Kweku um, and Prichung Sapon is connecting with us on the phone. Um, thank you, Mr. Sapon, for your time here on Ghana Connect.
7: Uh, thank you, Evans, for having me on your on your program.
2: And so I, I saw this week the, the, the great, fantastic work you guys are doing at the ministry, um, p- providing free tickets. And even the, the ranking member... I'd highly commended the efforts of the of the foreign Affairs Ministry in the efforts you've done so far and we saw the videos of the tickets are being secured uh, for all our compatriots who want to come back home to just fly safely you've met their parents so great work there uh, and uh, we appreciate the efforts you've put in so far to get our compatriots back home. And indeed, if you look at the uh, news, Ghana was possibly the first country to get, um, you know, students back home safely. And so um, we applaud you for that. Tonight, though, give us the very latest. Uh, What's the latest in terms of the efforts to get the rest who are still there back?
7: Okay. Uh, The latest is that uh, uh, we have another batch of 18 that will be arriving tomorrow on Qatar Airways. The unfortunate thing is um, a large number of them who were originally scheduled to have travelled this evening and arrived tomorrow have de- decided that they were not coming. About fifteen of them have decided that they were not uh, uh, taking advantage. So, so this is so, when today the decision they they communicated this to you today. They communicated that to us yesterday evening. Fifteen of them going to come. that is after we have purchased their tickets.
2: Oh, that's a loss to us. Then I mean, I mean, and then tickets will cost a lot of money because from all I've heard on BBC, like flying out of all these countries, somehow the airlines are taking advantage. So prices have really gone up. So that's a huge cost.
7: Yes, it is. It is. But then, uh, w- what can you do? An individual can decide to do whatever they want to do, and most uh, of them are doing it with the support of their of their of their parents. Uh, in fact. One particular situation yesterday, it was the parents who called us to tell us that they don't want their kids to return to Ghana, and that they want to take advantage of some opportunities that are coming up uh, uh, in, in Europe, especially in Hungary. Where we, we got to know that uh, the Hungarian authorities have approached some of our students that they will prepare to offer them uh, academic programs or to offer them opportunities for them to continue the academic work in Hungary. Are the same fees that they were paying, and then they will support them with accommodation and uh, other necessities that they would need to be able to uh, to start academic life in Hungary. Well, it is a good thing uh, because uh, those of them who were coming down from Hungary, they they, were, they are not very certain as to what was going to happen with their academic work. Um, there are final year students in medicine, quite a number of them who are coming from Hungary. Are in the are in the health sector or studying in the in the in the in the health sector or medical sector, so they are a bit uh, concerned. Some were in their final year, some were doing their clinicals, so they are quite worried. So opportunities of this nature, if only it will materialize, is something that is attractive uh, to them. On Ghana, on the government side, we are now writing to the Hungarian authorities to formalise. This so called uh, rumor or approaches that have been made to their students. We are formalizing it and we want the Hungarian authorities to confirm and then also to inquire if that opportunity exists so that officially we can encourage the students who, instead of continuing to Ghana, to take advantage of this opportunity which is being rumored that the Hungarian government is prepared to offer.
2: In the meantime, though, I mean, and I know that your other deputy is on the ground as we speak, yeah. is he?
7: That, that, is, yes, that yeah. is accurate. My okay. colleague, the other deputy is on the ground. He's been in Hungary the whole of yesterday and today. Uh, he's met the students interacted with them, listening to their story, giving them the necessary support and counselling that they will require. He's also travelled to the Ukrainian and Hungarian border post itself. To see what is going on there and to see if there were any Ghanaians. Fortunately, by the time he got there, there were no Ghanaians uh, at the border post. He's continuing to Poland today, uh, tomorrow, to undertake a similar exercise over there. And from there, he will also go to Romania to do a similar uh, exercise over there. Interact with the students, check on the border post and get a first-hand information as to what is happening over there and, and advise us back home as to uh, what we need to do. I mean, Now, he- al- 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 already we do have offices at all these neighboring countries, Romania, Poland, and uh, uh, Hungary. We do have our offices there who have been uh, seeing to the day-to-day needs and uh, purchasing tickets, arranging uh, their
2: yeah evacuation i mean so so this is the, the this rumor that we are about now to confirm whether indeed the hungarians will who, who provide this um, you know package to our students but then there was also poland and others i mean and, and so i wonder i mean you you have worked in this international, uh, you know, uh, you know, space for a while. You, you make the point earlier when we spoke to you at the event, when the parents spoke to you, that the, the, your suspicion is that possibly for others who don't want to come back, I mean, now that they are, they are, in fact, they are in Europe, right? So you can now, you know, possibly take advantage of this crisis and then make your way into other countries. It, it could be another reason why some of these students don't want to come. Uh, well,
7: that's very true. My counterpart, my colleague, Honorable Mbumba, uh, told me yesterday, that it has come to a stage where people are organizing. There is a bus that people are organizing and asking those who want to travel to Germany, who want to travel to uh, uh, Amsterdam to board the buses and they will be able to ferry them to these countries. So that is one side of it. We also got to know that through some of the players, that instead of the awards coming to Ghana, they have relations in some of these Uh, European countries, we want them to go there for the time being until uh, they they can actually assess the situation in green. Should increase the war end, and then it becomes possible for them to return back to continue with the academic work. So that is there is that one side. So there are those definitely who want to take advantage of maybe a greener pasture somewhere in Europe. And as I said the other time, we've all been young young young, uh, young guys before. Um, there is this uh, enticement of being a pastor in some of these countries, so uh, I will rule that out. But uh, what is really now on the table is the opportunity that Hungary is uh, offering, that uh, they can come and continue the academic work, and that they will not break. They are even saying that uh, if they enroll, they can even start on Monday. Now, now that we are going to formalize it. We will get to the root of it and get to know the truth in this rumour that is circulating
2: in Hungary. Mr. Sapon, please stay with me because I want to connect to some of the some of the students in Hungary, the uh, Ghanaian students in Hungary, just to get a clearer picture of really what is happening there from their own point of view. Connected with me live now uh, from Hungary is uh, Oliver Iwa, a Ghanaian student in Hungary. Hello, Oliver. Hello, Oliver. Okay, Oliver, you're on Hello. Zoom. Um, can Hello, you mute for yes. me. Oliver, can you hear me? Yes,
1: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you, Oliver, for connecting. Um, From what I understand, you've been in... uh, You're not one of those caught in the Ukrainian conflict that made it into Hungary. You've been in in Hungary all along studying. So, um, well...
1: Let me start by greeting um, our listeners. Um, I, I think that's a bit of a miscommunication on that on that on that aspect of it, because I'm actually located in Denmark. Uh, I'm not in Hungary. I have been. I not been in in Hungary in all of this crisis. Actually.
2: So so you, you so you um, are in, so you are in Denmark. Much. I okay. can't. So you are in Denmark. I'm okay. in Denmark. Okay, great. I'm in Denmark. You're actually. in Denmark. You're, st- you're studying there.
1: Yes, I'm actually
2: done studying here in Denmark. Okay, great. So so you've had the so you're in Denmark, okay, so are pretty so you're in Europe already. when you hear, for example, the what we've just heard from the deputy minister confirming that some of the Ghanaians who have made it into uh other countries, for example, uh are hesitating to come. They they are possibly buses have been organized for them to find a way into Germany. Maybe some of them may find a way into the country in which you are in Denmark. Uh, and because you're there you've experienced what it is in Europe. Do you sympathize? Do you understand where they're coming from?
1: Um, absolutely, I do. I do. Um, I mean, it's 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 pretty difficult, you know, um, the situation they find themselves in at the moment, and and so um, at this material moment, um, what what they're pretty much looking forward to is this is a place of safe haven, right? A place they can actually feel safe and and and, and secured, um, because there's a bit of panic on their part. Um, but then again, um, with respect to the issue about um, as to as to you know, shuttling them to other places, um, like 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 what I've already um, said, I, I believe that just like you know, the deputy minister said, I, I believe that aside um, the threat, you know, for for their lives, you know, which is at stake, I also believe that it's also it's becoming an avenue um, for these students to relocate, you know, to other European countries, you know, to to explore other options. Um, as it is. And so I believe that um more or less, you know, that, that there are two sides to this particular, you know, coin. You know, on, on the one hand is, is to run away from from, from the threats, you know, um, that 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 their lives, you know, that, that poses, you know, um to them. And on the other side too, um is a way to explore other issues and other parts of the for Europe. Because basically, I'd say that we could, we could, we could look at them now as displaced people. If, 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 that was, if that yeah, like yeah, you can. Even, except if, that, yeah.
2: except that, your government has now made provision for you in the interim to, to fly back home. I mean, free tickets for you to come back home. So you really can't say you're displaced when there's an opportunity to fly back home, and you decide that I del- I, it's a choice you're making to, to remain displaced.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I understand your situation, but I I also believe that it also boils down to, well, so how much have I invested, right, in in, in actually, you know, coming to Europe to study? And of course, this is something that is, um, um, how do I put it? This is something that has happened, right? It's an unforeseen circumstance. And so then any rational person would want to make that discerning decision of, okay, do I go back to Ghana? Or do I find other options? You know, what are my best options here? I mean, coming back to Ghana wouldn't help me achieve my aim. Alternatively, if I'm to go somewhere else, I believe that there might be better options there. And so for me, I feel that that is the dilemma. That, that these students are uh, you know um,
2: finding themselves I, I find it fascinating that you make the point about uh, the, the, the coming to Ghana may not be the best option but but this is your home I mean where where else there's nothing home sweet home they say where else will you get the best other than your home country in the midst of crisis everybody runs back home but in this case in the midst of crisis the Ghanaian is running away from home anything but home
1: well, so then I think the question goes back to, so how is home? Do I make sense? I mean, how is home? Is home worth coming back to? And, and when I say this, I, I mean in a sense that, so when I come back home, then what? When I come back home, does it end there? When I come back home, do I continue from where I stopped? But of course, if I'm to stay and find other ways of actually navigating the process, then do I get to, you know, continue from where I stopped? So, again, like I said, it's, it's, it's all about what decisions that are best for these students. Of course, some would want to say, I want to come back for what it's worth. I want to come back home, you know, and, and, and maybe try other options in the near or distant future. Others would also want to continue. Of course, I've been reading, um, I mean, various news that are coming in. And, and, and some of these students are in their final year. Some have four months to go. Some have a year to go. And the, the question is, so what, do I abandon everything and come back? And at what point in time then do I even do I even get a chance to go, you know, back to you know school or to to travel back to Europe to finish whatever course or program or master's program that I was, I was actually doing? So for me, it's again, it's it's a hard call. If if I mean from 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 the perspective of these students.
2: And that that question you asked is such a fundamental question, so how is home and what are you coming back home to is it's a very central yes. question uh, uh, for you very briefly thirty seconds if you're asked that i put that question to you you've been in you've been in in, in for a while studying okay. uh how is home would you would you would you park and come
1: huh. <laughs> um i think what i say this, i speak for i'm mean, a cohort host of you know um, students i mean it's well I mean, I would say no. I mean, I'd vehemently say no. Um, not because home is not worth coming to, but then again, it's also because of the opportunities that are available to some of us out here as internationals, right? So, at the end of the day, if if I can actually stay, and the thing is this that that's a, that's the pretty aspect of Europe that. Once you're done investing time over a space of two three years, you know, doing your master's, What the, the beauty of it is that they, don't, they try to plow you back into the system. So how do you give off to society after you're done? Can we say that? Can I say that in the case of Ghana, is it possible? Mm, interesting.
2: So, uh, mm, interesting, <laughs> Oliver. Stay with me, I, I, Oliver. Let me connect to Yao in Hungary now. Uh, Yao is connecting via Zoom. Hello, Yao. Hello, Yao. Yao Champon, can you hear me? Yao, please unmute for me if you are, if you have... Um, Yao, can you hear me? Hello, Yao? Okay, let's uh, let's see if we can get Yao. Yao. Yao still is on Zoom, right? We're connecting to Hungary uh, tonight. I just want to get a, a, a thought from Hungary because I know some of the students who are there are... Ghanaians who are in Hungary are housing some of the others who have come from Ukraine. Yao, can you hear me? Okay, we'll try and get Yao's uh, attention very quickly. But let me quickly wrap up. Uh, let me quickly wrap up with the uh, minister. Um, so, so, Mr. Sappon, um, very fascinating conversation indeed. Uh, but I mean, you spend a lot of resources and time on this. Um, you have a window within which you want to get everybody home. This you cannot, you know, have an open season forever. It, it, what's the time frame? What within which time frame are you working with? Within which time you hope to get everybody back? And if you are not coming
7: back, then you're on your own. Well, yeah. for the time being, we don't have a time frame. It's, uh, open-ended. We are going to give everybody the chance, the opportunity. Those who are heading their bets, who are in two minds, we want to give them time to make a decision at the end of the day. We don't want to hurry anybody into any situation that they might regret. We mm-hmm. think there are opportunities for them in Europe. We will do whatever we can to support them. That is why I say we are going to try and formalize it to the Hungarian authorities. So we are not in a rush. Even in the current situation, we do still have a large number of Ghanaians in Ukraine itself, especially in areas like Sumi and Kharkiv, where the intensity of the war is at its highest. Now, fortunately enough, the Russian authorities after representations and lobbying uh, they have agreed that they're going to create a safe passage for uh, foreigners who are holed up in uh, Sumi and, and Kharkiv so we're hoping that in the next day or so this uh, safe passage and the, the escort of foreigners from these areas will actually uh, start. We've also heard from the records, who have agreed also to enter into the the whole situation and see how best they can use their experience and their length and their lobbying to help uh, ferry our our uh, counterparts, who unfortunately are still got caught up in in, in Ukraine. so we do have time. Uh, we are not Russian. fortunately, the government has given us enough money. Today they've released 2 million uh, million U.S. dollars and 2 million Ghana cities given to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to get along with this evacuation exercise. So we are not rushing. We are giving them uh, the time as long as we can. Uh, Maybe at a point in time, there might be a cut-off time. But as I speak to you today, we don't have a cut-off date. Uh, It's open-ended.
2: So so as we speak, you just confirmed there that um, $2 million and then $2 million CDs. Is that all we've spent so far? or this is, uh No,
7: no. That is the first tranche of money that government has released to us to
2: undertake the project. Great, uh, Minister. Just so, so stay with me quickly. I want to quickly connect you to um, Hungary because I need to really get the, the students there uh, to talk to us. Uh, Yao. Yao, can you hear me? Oh, Yao, please unmute. I can see you on Zoom, but I can't hear you. So um, can I talk again. Let's see. Yes, can you hear me now? I, I can hear you loud and clear, Yao. I mean, you, Yao, thanks for connecting from um, um, from Hungary. Uh, you are a student in Hungary, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, you just had the Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister uh, talk to us about how urgently government is taking the decision uh, to evacuate Ghanaians who are caught in Ukraine, who made it into Hungary and want to come back home. Monies have been devoted. There's a lot of seriousness attached to this. Um, but we understand some of the Ghanaian students don't really want to come back. Um, have you met any of your any of your Ghanaian students um, in in Hungary? Are you housing any of them?
10: Oh yes, in fact, I was actually just. It, it's very interesting that you have the deputy foreign affairs minister because we were just at the Church of Pentecost premises and we are actually expecting him. We we had received an information that he was going to be addressing us um, at five p.m. Um, Budapest time, and so. In fact, some of the students um, have been wondering what exactly is happening. So I actually just left the premises because I had another appointment. Um, So as you can see, I'm at Blaha. This is one of the busiest places in Budapest where um, people transit to various places. And so, yes, I've met with a lot of the students. I was actually part of the team that met the first batch of 21 students that arrived from Ukraine at the Nugati um, train station here in Budapest. And then since then, I've also been interacting with um, some of my colleagues. Even just um, earlier today, we also had a Zoom meeting with some of the colleagues who are also in Romania, some of the colleagues who were in Ukraine and they were able to find themselves in Romania. So yes, I've been in touch with um, our colleagues who fled Ukraine to I'm hungry and so, so, so for your, your,
2: your fellow Ghanaians who are there, uh, why are they sheltering? Are you guys giving them a place to sleep, or the uh, the Foreign Affairs Ministry is providing? Um, what, what's what's the what's the situation with the accommodation? Are you guys having um, them w- out?
10: W- what I can say is that as far as I know, from the beginning of the relief exercises, is actually the students. We, we have a student association. I'm um, called the Ghana Students Association in Hungary. They had been collaborating with the Honorary Council here um, in Hungary um, to actually meet the students. I, I can tell you that on the first day when the students arrived on Sunday, some of us had to even contribute um, some of our own um, monies to help to even provide um, some food for them. And then in terms of accommodation, what I know is that the Honorary Council here in Hungary liaised with some of the universities. Um, to try to get accommodation for some of our colleagues. I know some of them are being housed in some of the um, accommodations provided by some of the universities around. I mean,
2: we've heard that some of them don't want to take advantage of the uh, government's initiative to get them back to Ghana. Have Have you heard any of them say that to you, and what reasons have they
10: been giving? I I think, um, yes, I've heard some of them. And for the reasons, I think we all know the reasons. I think that the main reason why, even myself included, the main reason why people leave not only in Ghana, because here you have people from so many other countries that are just walking around. The reason why people leave their countries is that at, at those particular points in time, they feel that there are certain opportunities which they are unable to access in their home countries. That's why they leave. So I think this one is obvious. I mean, the issue of brain drain is nothing new to us. So we should not really find it surprising that some of our colleagues don't want to go back. And what I can tell you with re- in relation to this is that already the some of the universities um, in Hungary have actually um, issued a statement Um, One, I could share one with you. Some have said that they would be willing to give some of the students who um, are interested in continuing their studies, the opportunity to um, continue with their studies. I can even tell you that for me, I have spoken to um, some of the authorities in my university where I'm doing my PhD currently. And I even have an email that was shared with me just today that. I mean, if some students are interested, they could provide their details and then they would see what could be done. Um, What I was told is that for now, perhaps there might not be any permanent um, solutions, but over the period, they would see how they could integrate some of the students. So, Yes, I'm very much aware of this issue and um so, yes, so, and so 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 so
2: bottom line the the conversation among you is that you don't want to come back and for those who are coming from Ukraine they they, they would rather struggle and be stranded than come back to Ghana because they don't see any opportunities back home.
10: Um uh, that that is not that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Like for me as an individual I I should be completing my PhD this year and for me I have always been of the view that why does the government spend money on students, um, scholarship students, that scholarship students in particular that i making this point about, why does the government continue to spend monies on these students and they cannot even ensure that these students come back and then contribute positively to the development of our country? Mm. For me, as a, as a patriotic individual, I, I actually feel sad because I know when Dr. Kwame Krumah set up the scholarship secretariat, the intention was to um, ensure that we train our human resources so that we could contribute to the development of our country. I, I, I like so, the
2: word you use, uh, patriot, so you're a patriotic student. So what you're saying is after your PhD, you're going to come back to Ghana and contribute.
10: Oh, oh yes. If I'm given an opportunity when I complete this year in July, I, I would be on the first flight to Ghana. But what, what we must understand is that there's different categories of students also. There's some of them who are fee-paying. And like today, for example, I've spoken to um, I think at least four um, students who were in their final year of medical school in Ukraine. And some of them just feel that um, it's almost like it would be like a travesty for them to have spent five years pursuing medicine and then just because of um, this war, they would have to start over again. And so that is the reason why some of them, and in fact, some of them, I know some of them would be arriving on the flight from Romania to um, Ghana on Monday. Some of them are leaving, I think, on Sunday and they arrive on Monday. And some of them, they're they're, they're anxious to come back. So there's different... Categories of people. Of people. people. To come back uh,
2: and, and very, and and very, and very briefly. Whilst I have the deputy minister online before he goes, you've been interacting with the Ghanaians who have come back in from Ukraine. Um, if you want to, if you, if you have any questions for him, I mean, as you, knowing what you know on the ground, what question would you ask him? Um, very briefly.
10: Okay, that is that you're talking about for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: based on your interactions with those who have come in and their needs and everything else, I have the other deputy minister. Yes.
10: Well, what question yes. would you so ask him on their of behalf? The students, what some of the students want to know is that when they do come to Ghana, is there any opportunities for them to be able to continue their studies? In fact, quite a number of them, that is the concern that they have. Even yesterday, I was part of another discussion on another sister network and there are already some Ghanaians who... Um, have made it from Ukraine to Ghana. They were among the first batch that arrived, and that's the same question that they are asking: whether, if they stay in Ghana, will there be an opportunity for them to be streamlined um, into our educational setup so that they could continue okay. um, their courses that, that they started? That,
2: that's a that's a valid question. Let me see if I can get a quick answer for you um, uh, from the deputy minister before he leaves us. Uh, Mr. Sapon?
7: yeah. Uh, do you have that last I question? Think that's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate, uh, legitimate concern. And uh, for the time being, the position of government is that they are coming from a war situation. First thing you do is to make sure that they are safe. When they are safe, you evacuate them or you move them away from harm's way. And then you get them to a place of safety, let's say, back home. Once you get them back home, then you move on to the next stage. What do we do or what can be done for them? That is something that is agitating our minds at the official level. We have set up a forum with the parents, and we have told them when the Minister for Foreign Affairs met them that first we will want to get them home, and then we will enter into the next stage of what can be done for them. It is part of the reasons why when we got to know that in Hungary, The educational authorities want to give them an opportunity to continue their studies. We, I said earlier on that, we are writing formally to the Hungarian government to try to formalize that information that we are getting. So that at a government-to-government level, we can sit down and see how we can operationalize it. So, government, yes, it's a legitimate question, legitimate concern, it's at the back of our mind. The conversation have started on a small level. Eventually, it will be activated and on, onto on a higher level. Yes.
2: So, so the assurance you're given is that this is something that you definitely pursue as a it's government.
7: Something definitely that is engaging government.
2: Yes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Sappon. Uh, thank you for uh, connecting with us uh, and, and with the explanations. Yao, you just had the deputy minister's answer. Does that does that address the the issue for you?
10: Well, for me, I'm I'm not among the affected. I understand where he's coming from, but what I'm also curious about is some of these students actually are not on government scholarship. They went there on their own personal um, volition. And what I also do know is that at my university, I know at least three students or so who have already started the process of um, trying to enroll at our school. So I think um, they, they should, I think it's good that the government is also doing what they can do. So I think from all aspects, we should just be thinking about how we can improve the well-being of our people, irrespective of how we're able to. And then in the long term, we should think of how to make good use of our human resources, which we just allow to go to waste. And then they go to other countries and build those countries while we're still um, struggling in so many areas of our development.
2: Really fascinating, Yao. Um, Yao is, uh, is connecting uh, with us uh, from Hungary. Uh, there's a student there. I want to connect now to Jibril, a uh, Ghanaian medical student in Cuba. Uh, also connects with us on uh, on Zoom. Hello, Jibril. Hello, Jibril, Jabril, if you can uh, unmute for me um, so that I can hear you if you're there. Hello, Jibril. Okay, Jibril, I see you. I see you on the Zoom. Uh can you unmute for me? Okay. Jibril is talking, but I can't hear him. Okay, Jibril, let's try again. Check your sound. Let's try again. Uh, but meanwhile, uh we can also uh, connect uh, to um Marling. You have Marling on. Uh is connecting he's well he's he's in he's he's she 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 she's in Ghana. Um hello Marling Hello, Jibril. Can you hear me? Let, let's try again. Jibril, can you hear me? Hello, hello, Jibril. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Oh, good evening. I can. Fantastic, Jibril. Um, yes, so Jibril, you, you've been me. you've been listening to the conversation. I can hear you now, Jibril. You can listen to the conversation. Um, Yao, who We just spoke to in Hungary says he's patriotic, and he he'll be there on the first flight back to Ghana. Will you be on the first flight back to Ghana after you studied in uh, Cuba? Okay. Uh I, I seem to have a challenge with the connection to Jibril there. Uh, but Marlene, you're with me? Hello. Hello, yes, I'm with
5: you.
2: Okay, fantastic. I think I have Jibril but Jibril say something. Let's see if we hear, if you if we can hear you clearly. Can you come again? Can you come again? I didn't get the question. Okay, I'm just asking you, I mean you had your your other compatriot in Hungary say that uh he's studying medicine, a PhD. He's uh He's going to be on a he's patriotic, he says and he wants to be on the first flight back to Ghana to assist uh, build a country Would you be on the first flight back out of cuba um, oh goodness me um, let's let's try and get him on a better better connection but Marling, you are in ghana um what's, you you listen to those already out do you do you empathize you see where they are coming from Hello. Marlene, can you hear me? Well, I think I. Gabriel, stay with me. Um, let's try and get you on a better connection. But let me hear from Marling first. Hello, Marlene. Hi, good evening, everyone. Yes, I mean, you, be, you, you listen to your compatriots who are already out, right? In Hungary, in um, we, we also connected uh, earlier to uh, our, our compatriot in, in Denmark, it was. Some of them don't want to come back. Um, we've heard Yahoo says he wants to come back do you empathize with those who don't want to come back 15 of them we just heard from the deputy minister say they rather hustle in, in Europe after escaping Ukraine than come back do you empathize with them, you are in Ghana
5: okay. okay thank you so much for this opportunity, so I think that I kind of agree with them and then yes I empathize with them in to an extent where, well, to be honest, home is home and then eventually they would have to come back. But then we need to ask ourselves questions like what happens to them after they've come back or what happens next, what happens to their education? We look at the education system in Ghana and then we hear of teachers being on strike for so long. And then we have people who are completing their PhD in Ukraine in July, I think I heard somebody say that. So what's what does this person have when he comes to Ghana? What are his chances of going back? And then we are seeing we always see the typical Ghanaian complaining of price hikes, strikes, poor conditions of services, poor education. And then we are saying that okay, the war has happened. People need to come back. But like seriously, I don't know, but people already here are already complaining and this is the case where they are getting office, better office if I may say, to continue the same quality education they believe they would have access to if they leave Ghana. Because you ask yourself that why would anybody leave Ghana if they are comfortable with the education system here? We rarely see people from developed worlds coming down here to Ghana to have access to um, quality education. So then I really don't know, but if I were in their shoes, I wouldn't want to come back to Ghana. Okay, at least looking at the opportunities that have been
10: offered.
2: Are you are you in school in Ghana yourself?
5: No, I completed the same. Place.
2: Okay, I, 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 am I hearing you say that you you us um, Yao say you want to be on the first flight back to Ghana? You possibly be on the first flight out.
5: <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly, you said. Why?
5: Because, I don't know, but I'd rather want to cry in a Bentley than cry under a scorching sun. And I believe that the opportunities outside Ghana are better. Else we wouldn't have had the issues of brain drain. We see people leave the country and then in the next month after they've gotten a job, they tend to do well and then start sending monies to their loved ones down here. But then we are in Ghana, and then some of us are doing two jobs, three jobs, or even struggling to get a job. And then we are able to afford three square meals. So I feel like if...
2: Hello, Marlene. Oh, we may have lost Marlene on the, on the connection. But um, that that's a very interesting point that she made there, that... She'd rather cry in the Bentley than, um, than enjoy on the scorching sun. That's a fascinating quote from a young Ghanian who is uh, eager to be on the first flight out in the midst of everything we've heard in Ukraine. But there's another fascinating angle to all this. If you extend this beyond the Ghanian um, scenario, uh, there's a continental scenario also playing out. I want to connect you to Nigeria now because we've had a fascinating story in Nigeria of the sheer number of nigerians who are queuing up at the ukrainian embassy uh you know begging for ukrainian visas to travel to ukraine guess what to go and fight for the ukrainian um for for ukraine i mean in the ukrainian army i mean they put on well, literally put themselves on the line there and Mohammed, a nigerian journalist and connects on the phone uh, on zoom uh tonight hello Mohammed.
8: Yeah,
2: hello, Joy FM. Oh, Diana. Mohammed, great to hear your voice again. I'm I'm delighted that you could connect with us. Are you connecting from Abuja or Lagos? Uh, from Lagos, as usual. Fantastic. Yeah. I read the story on the BBC and I really was fascinated by it. I mean, is it really true what we're hearing that um, Nigerians are actually queuing up to get visas to go to Ukraine to go and fight? Uh, before
8: I answer your question, um, I must say tonight I... I I confirm the story that both Ghanaians and Nigerians are actually from the same ancestors. If your people are refusing to come back from uh, the conflict area and Nigerians are willing to the conflict area, what does that tell you? Uh, Anyway, going back to your question, it is quite uh, a fact. I tell you there there were about uh, 200 Nigerians uh, according to report. Uh, So many national dailies, including BBC, like you mentioned, uh, that went to the Ukrainian embassy in Abuja, uh, putting themselves on the line that they are willing to volunteer. Just like, um, I mean, answering the call of the president of Ukraine, that people who are willing to volunteer to join their army to fight the war are welcome. So there were about 200 Nigerians, uh, young, able-bodied Nigerians, that were at the embassy, uh, you know, and they duly registered. Uh, but there was a little twist to the, to the story as well. Uh, as of today, or it was early yesterday, or late yesterday. Sorry, uh, the Ukrainian embassy actually acknowledged them, but uh, stated that they had to pay about one thousand US dollars uh, exactly uh, to get to Ukraine. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> g- g- Mohammed. This is fascinating. So this yes. is the Ukrainian president having said, "Come and help us fight the Russians." Nigerians, 200 of them say, yeah, I want to come and die for you. I want to literally come and die for you. And the Ukrainian embassy is asking them to pay to come and die for them, $1,000. Uh,
8: yeah, Yes, yeah. The, the story was that, um, according to the um, uh, deputy consular officer, uh, he mentioned that uh, they are being charged for the fact that uh, there is no direct flight now to Ukraine. And you understand that, you know, because the airspace are closed uh they had to go to neighboring countries like poland romania and so and you know because these are european countries they have to pay definitely for flight and visa so this is why uh any nigerian or all of the yeah each of the nigerians who are willing to volunteer will have to cough out one thousand of that that's about four hundred twenty thousand nigerian naira uh, uh and again that they're not being uh, you know employed as mercenaries no because you know that's interna- that's against international uh uh, uh, law that they are just volunteers and they are entitled to, actually to exact salary like uh, what is obtainable for the Ukrainian uh, soldiers. Uh, but this has cost a kind of opera. Uh, 418,000 or 420,000 Nigerian is not actually a small money, it's not something that you can find with uh, yeah, that's a lot of Nigeria. money. Even
2: Ghanaian yeah. this yeah. is a <laughs> lot, a lot of money. Thousand dollars is a lot of money. So, what
8: are they paying? No. According to the report we have now, no. There is actually an uproar and a kind of uh, negative uh, comment concerning the fact that they had to pay to volunteer to go and die, like you mentioned, or probably survive. But there are many angles to it, uh, my brother. You know, uh, just listening to all the speakers earlier, it, it tells of what we must confess to ourselves, as our Africans, uh, what ha- our, our continent uh, has, has become. Because uh, if, uh, like uh, many of the Ghanaian students, in, if, you, if, if you've been following this war, it's not even a conflict anymore. If you've been following this war, it's been so devastating. People have to work at least 10 hours to get out of Ukraine. And then, soccer is coming towards them to say, okay, come back home. Please, come and relax. I think, before you even mention the fact that you are studying, or you want to be a doctor, or whatever you want to be, you, you, have, to have, uh, you have to be alive first. You understand, but for people, <laughs> but, but but for people to say no, we we still want to you know see what um, the opportunities are for us all over Europe. Whether you know we can get to Germany, we can get to other part of Europe. You know, not minding the fact that uh, probably they might still be rejected or there might still be racial abuses and so on and so forth. Uh, it tells uh, the, 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 that there is a common problem, and what is that problem is that we need to fix. We need to fix our continent. We need to fix Africa. We need to make it a place that we ourselves are proud of. Uh, it's 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 so important. And whether citizens or leaders alike, we 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 we, we all have this uh, responsibility to make sure that. Uh, this continent is somewhere we are so proud of, and this home is one place we are so proud of. I mean, government.
2: but but look, you have just made the point there. You really hit the nail on the head. And again, I, I need to ask you just very briefly because I need to uh, wrap it up. Uh, but so you 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 be, do you? I genuinely believe, knowing your compatriots in Nigeria, that all the two hundred people who wanted to go to Ukraine to go and fight in the army, did they actually want to do that, or they some other motive for going? You know, this is Ukraine. You know, you can cross over the border. You're in Hungary, you're in Europe already.
8: There's every possibility. Yeah, you can't actually um, take away the fact that, yes, some people might be so willing enough. But again, it's also possible that some of them, uh, some of the 200 people are also looking at the opportunity, okay, probably if I survive, I can get away from Ukraine. Or probably even even not even getting away from Ukraine. The conflict or the war might end someday. And if I'm able to survive, uh, it's possible that the Ukrainian government will say, okay, since you volunteered to come here to help us fight, we are making you a citizen and you have all the rights and privileges of a a bona fide Ukrainian. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it's very possible. And it boils to the fact that, like I mentioned earlier, irrespective of the danger, people are willing to get out of this continent. It's shocking.
2: Indeed. I I want to get some quick social media comments uh, coming through. Uh, from many of you who are joining us uh, with your thoughts on this. Uh, Mano Kranting is here uh, with a uh, what are people saying on, on this On this very fascinating conversation.
6: Indeed, Evans. Fascinating. This one is uh, saying, in fact, I really want to go to Ukraine and fight. Is the Ukrainian ambassador in Ghana giving any offer in Ghana? Evans, um, This one is from Sam Bannerman in the USA. He says, the reason uh, some of these Ghanaians in Ukraine are not willing to come back to Ghana are frustrations in the system. Education system is not working. Unemployment, judiciary system, all not working. They think it is worth dying in a foreign country than coming back to Ghana. This one is fascinating. He says that Ghana is one of the most serious countries in the world. No vision. I'm a teacher in Japan, teaching English. I'm better off now than I was in Ghana. And the only thing that will make me come back in Ghana is when Ghana wins the AFCON or World Cup. Even that really? one, I am only coming back for Soloku and I'll go back. He <laughs> <laughs> says, you people, you people are not angry enough and you're laughing over it. Ah, here we go. He says, you're laughing about it. Countries are way ahead of you. Uh, your leaders, he says, are hurting you, he says. Uh, this one is from Nana from Spintex. He says, Evans, what makes the students displaced? Are they citizens of Ukraine? They are thinking they could get into Europe. That that has always been their plan. To finish in Eastern Europe and then to move to Western Europe to work. And they're not from Spintex saying that one. But this one is asking, can the minister share with us if there is any coordination between the ministry or deputy minister on the ground and then the ranking member who to a black on the Foreign Affairs uh, Committee in Parliament. And then this one says, again, graduates are struggling to get a job and are being um, scared to create their own jobs. So this and many will get opportunities Why? Uh, so why go back, back to, Ghana. to Ghana? Ghana needs to be fixed, else people are going to stay overseas. Yeah, and Mohammed
2: makes the point. Come. I mean, beyond Ghana, he mm. says, fix the continent, and mm. that's that. Mm. But, but this is the starkest, starkest reminder of 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 what we've done to our continent. That there is a place there's conflict and there's dying, there's bloodshed. Ghanaians manage to escape that barely, and they don't want to come back home. I mean, and as Mohammed says. In, people are willing to die for Ukraine they want to go yeah, ask them uh, would they want to die? Uh, let me ask Mohammed this before I run Mohammed after 30, 30 seconds um, th- there is Boko Haram and conflict in Nigeria currently right are these people willing to enlist in the Nigerian army to go and fight Boko Haram and etc hello Mohammed Oh, I may have lost Mohammed, but that would have been fascinating to hear. They they won't enlist in the Nigerian army to go and fight Boko Haram in Nigeria. But they they are queuing (laughs) up to get
6: Ukrainian visas to travel to Ukraine to go and fight for another country. Can you imagine that? Yes, And And it brings up the question of, Patriotism, yeah. and of course, there's always a question of don't 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 ask what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mm. But the reality is, the country must give something. Well, the
2: very interesting. I mean, tonight we had both sides. The Yahoo says he's patriotic. He wants to be on the first flight out when he's done with school. And, uh, of course, our friend from Denmark who says, no, he's not coming back. Listen, Mar-
6: Marlene is on a first flight out, out, of, out Ghana. of Ghana.
2: Um, anyway, enjoy the rest of your weekend, people. Uh, chew on everything that we've had tonight um, from our compatriots. And, of course, on the continent in Nigeria as well. Enjoy.
1: Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is the Locker Room on Joe 99.7 FM.
4: Hi there, welcome. Julianne Laron is with us. Hey, Jules. Hi, Steve. Hi, everyone. I'm very good. Oh, you didn't ask me how I am. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed. You You look good, so I thought
9: you were okay, you know.
4: How are you? Fine. I'm good. I actually went to see some live music for the first time in like two years last night. What did you go and see? Uh, Lumineers.
9: Nice, A-0, good. What was the, the best, a. them or the fact of going out, or both?
4: Uh, I'm a social butterfly. I'm I'm always out, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely a night goes by that you wouldn't see me out. In on fact, this is appro- this is appropriate because with us on the pod we have the great Archie Rintart. Hey Archie. Hey Steve. Or oh, hey. ho hey, ho hey ho hey. Good. Love that. Um, Christoph Torres with us. Hey Christoph hey ho hey ho and um, <laughs> oh it's appropriate because Carnival it's just finished Archie and you sent the group some wonderful photographs of your your various costumes I have um you know Carnival's a very important time in Cologne uh particularly right now uh given what it stands for in, in terms of uh tolerance and, and and whatnot and and yeah uh I had a few costumes lined up this year and then uh do don blue and yellow on um, on Monday for obvious reasons. Nice. It's got to be done. Very nice. I'm trying to work out if you look worse or sound worse. It's all of my mates are ill, um, so this is a husky voice which is coming with the territory after the the previous days. So yeah,
9: for the for the listeners who have children, you look a bit like Mister Timborn You know, Mister Timbón, Mister Tumbok. Yeah. So no, I'm just
4: saying. That's uh, Mr. Tumble's EuroLeague's debut as well, but he's very yeah, welcome. Yeah. Um, sp- speaking of the, um, of, of the kids, Jules, it's World Book Day. So does that mean yours have gone out dressed up as, as anything today?
9: That's right. My middle one has gone as David Attenborough, which I thought was very good of him. Uh, he took his... Uh, You've raised planet. them well, Jules. Thank yeah. you. The little one, she went as uh, Peter Rabbit, Oh. But the cutest outfit ever, and the big one—he's thirteen—is he's like, nah, not for me. <laughs> so uh, he's gonna have nothing. But, yeah.
4: I think what I would do if I was thirteen is just like go in a football shirt and like carry under my arm. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a, what a, a copy done, of think, Match yeah. the Day magazine or, or <laughs> exactly. something like that. Yeah. I can see you in a Ravanelli shirt, Steve, for World Book Day. A hundred percent. But if it was over my head. I would be banging into Degree.
9: everything. <laughs> <laughs> I would come out of it he wears you. That's Oh, you do your hair, like, hair colour, the same as his, so, like, oh. white, basically, you know. The white feather. Color. Yeah, yeah. I-, I mean, at your age, you, you wouldn't be out of character. Cool. <laughs> <So, laughs>
4: It's when we start getting to those kind of jokes that I know it's time to start the pod. Um, <laughs> we've got... We, and we have to, actually, because we've got so much to cover. Um, we're going to have much more on, on European football's show of solidarity with the people of Ukraine. We'll get a really powerful first-hand story, actually. So we're going to speak to Jordi Escala, who's the assistant coach of the Ukrainian women's team. And he's going to take us through his 48-hour-long journey from Kiev to Poland to escape the country. We'll also talk to him about how his players... Are doing because many of them of course have have stayed in ukraine we 're going to spend the first twenty minutes though on on clubs at polar opposite ends of the European football pyramid and i 'm looking forward to talking about some some great cup shock stories but we 're going to start with with the elite um, because the failed European super league project looks like it might be making a comeback. UEFA president Alexander Sheffrin has accused the owners of, of some of those clubs of trying to revive it. So it's been reported that Juventus, Real Madrid and Barcelona are all pushing again. Sheffrin made these accusations at the Financial Times business of a football summit, which, which is funny because the UEFA president, Andrea Agnelli, was literally on the front row as he gave this speech. So here are the, the, the quotes. I mean, it was quite a long speech, but this is the best of it. I have to say... Those speaking about the Super League are not speaking about football. I'm sick and tired of this. First, they launched their nonsense of the idea in the middle of a pandemic. Now we read articles that they're planning to launch another idea in the middle of war. Do I have to speak more about these people? They obviously live in a parallel world. Big words, Jules.
9: Big word, yeah. Uh Suffering, not happy at all. But maybe not as big as Javier Tebas, the uh, president of... La, la liga who said that uh, the, the clubs those three clubs at the heart of the super league lie more than vladimir putin there mm. you go
4: yeah he's um he's gone in hard as well basically yeah, saying if agnelli doesn't explain it then then he's lying i should just add here that agnelli is speaking about this a couple of hours after we're doing this recording yeah. on thursday afternoon although i've i've just seen sam wallace's reporting in the telegraph that that agnelli is basically going to say he will fight UEFA. Um, Christophe, destined to succeed or destined to fail? Well, we'll have to see. I think uh, the, the most important thing will be what will the English clubs be doing because they made the whole project collapse
2: last year when 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 fr- fans were protesting. But we we have like the same thing in Belgium for with the Beneliga. We're talking about it for 20, 25 years and every year it comes back. And <laughs> hopefully... Probably the Super League is something similar too. They kept keep on talking about it, keep on talking about it, and it doesn't get moving. Although, is a lot more money than in the in the Belgian and in the, in the Dutch league. To be fair, so it might be going. But I think that the. The English clubs still have the key
0: for this project to succeed or to, to fail uh, the company that, that was, uh, was founded last. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30. Subscription fees apply. Investing
1: involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.